This is SME Community Radio's new morning drive show SME on the go. Just the top news to get you going from the best news sources. Here we go. Good morning, South Bend, Mishawaka, and Elkhart. How's it going out there? Keith Thu is with you. Uh, just giving a reminder that we'll have Michigan speak out this afternoon. Sorry about not being able to publish it yesterday and hope to be talking to one or two folks from Hotel Elkhart. Yes, that opened up yesterday and is beautiful inside and outside and hope to talk to somebody about the brand new hotel, 500 South Main Street in downtown Elkhart, Indiana. We got a big improvement happening Friday morning. Can't tell you a lot about it just yet, but you will find out Friday morning on video on Facebook. Uh, So be ready for that. And enjoy the rest of your hump day. The weather is going to be good. And we have an extra special announcement to give to you that's just going to perk you up. See you this afternoon. Profile America, Wednesday, September 29th. Today is National Coffee Day, and International Coffee Day is just two days away. For all of coffee's historic popularity, some otherwise appreciative consumers respond poorly to its caffeine jolt. The solution dates to early in the 20th century when Ludwig Roselius, a coffee merchant in Bremen, Germany, leached caffeine from the coffee beans. He moved to America before World War I and received his patent this month in 1908. He described his process as sans caffeine, which he shortened to the familiar name Sanka. Roselius sold his process and trade name to General Mills in the 1930s. There are nearly 800 coffee and tea manufacturers nationwide, with combined annual earnings of around $12 billion. You can find more facts about America from the U.S. Census Bureau online at census.gov. News 8 is on demand on the go. From the All Indiana Podcast Network, this is Daybreak Drive-In with Wish TV's Scott Sander. From Wish TV, I'm Scott Sander with your Daybreak Drive-In for Wednesday, September 29th. Pike goes back to class, U.S. Steel irons out the Lake Michigan spill, and a Pacers shooting star suffers a back setback. Next. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. Time spent searching for and interviewing candidates can take time away from managing and growing a business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get to the candidates worth interviewing faster. And it's free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Then, Use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com acquire. That's linkedin.com acquire to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
Pike Township school leaders plan for kids to be back in class today and the rest of the week after spending Monday and Tuesday in virtual learning. Administrators say they've gotten reassurances enough bus drivers are reporting to work that students will have rides to and from. High sick calls led to the e-learning. Drivers tell us it's over pay in hours. The township says it's down to illness and staff shortages. U.S. Steel and Portage now says a discharge of iron led to the orange plume in Lake Michigan that forced the plant and several beaches to close. Still no word how much threat the spill actually posed to people or wildlife. A vote on infrastructure is set for tomorrow in the U.S. House, not what leading Democrats wanted. They'd hoped to hold off on the decision until after a budget deal was done. Those two issues and the looming debt default have Congress scrambling this week. General Mark Milley says it was his job to reassure China that former President Donald Trump had no intention of attacking, and that was the reason he called his Chinese counterparts. Milley's defense of the calls came Tuesday during congressional testimony. He was appearing about Afghanistan issues, but lawmakers pressed him on the calls, as reported in the new book Peril. Karis Levert is dealing with another health problem. The pacer has a stress fracture in his back and will be out for some time. Team's hopeful he'll be ready for the start of the season, but no guarantees. You'll recall Levert was diagnosed with cancer soon after his trade to Indiana last season and beat it. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. Time spent searching for and interviewing candidates can take time away from managing and growing a business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get to the candidates worth interviewing faster. And it's free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Then. Use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com acquire. That's linkedin.com acquire to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Sunny again, slightly more humid today. Highs will hit the low to mid-80s. From Wish TV, I'm Scott Sander. Be sure to like and subscribe to your daily news updates from Wish TV on the All Indiana Podcast Network. Watch News 8 Daybreak Live weekday mornings 4 to 10 a.m. on Wish TV. Online at wishtv.com. And listen to more podcasts from Wish TV on the All Indiana Podcast Network at allindianapodcastnetwork.com. With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. North Korea says it tested a new hypersonic missile. Mike Gracia reports. North Korea says it has successfully tested a new weapon, a hypersonic missile it implied is being developed as nuclear capable. The announcement came a day after the South Korean and Japanese militaries said they detected North Korea firing a ballistic missile into the sea. The U.S. Indo-Pacific Command said the launch did not pose an immediate threat. The latest launch by North Korea followed two rounds of missile tests earlier this month. At the U.N. General Assembly Monday, North Korea's U.N. ambassador demanded the Biden administration permanently end joint military exercises with South Korea. I'm Mike Gracia. President Biden canceled the trip to Chicago today so he can keep negotiating with members of his own party on his economic agenda. Democrats remain at odds over the president's $3.5 trillion government overhaul, while Republicans are squarely against it. Meanwhile, Congress is racing to prevent a government shutdown and debt default. Also at SRNNews.com, Keith Peters reports that Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren wants to replace the Fed chairman. 
Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren faced off with Fed Chair Jerome Powell at a Senate hearing, telling him she will oppose giving him a second term as head of the central bank. Warren called Powell a dangerous man and says his role in regulating our nation's banks gives her grave concern. President Biden will soon face a decision whether or not to renominate Powell. The two men running for governor in Virginia clashed over vaccinations and tax policy during their second and final debate in that closely watched gubernatorial election. Republican Glenn Youngkin and Democrat Terry McAuliffe are in a tight race five weeks from Election Day. Wall Street looks to rebound today after steep losses yesterday. Asian shares have fallen sharply. This is SRN News. SRN's Michael Harrington reports on a new snapshot of religious faith in America. It comes from the Pew Research Center, and it reveals that the U.S. remains, as it has since its founding, a predominantly Protestant nation. Forty percent of adult respondents to the poll describe themselves as Protestants, versus 21 percent who are Catholics. Members of other faith groups make up 9 percent, while those who identify as atheists, agnostics, and followers of no particular religion now make up 29 percent of the population, the most ever recorded. Michael Harrington, SRN News. There's been another deadly attack on Christians in Nigeria. International Christian Concern says 44 people were murdered over the past weekend by Muslim Fulani herdsmen in three separate assaults. The international community has begun calling on the government of Nigeria to take stronger action to address the problem. Last year, nearly 2,000 believers were killed. This is SRN News. OPEC is laying out the future of oil. The cartel is saying crude will still be the world's leading source of energy for decades to come. The Vienna-based organization said that it inherently supports efforts to reduce the amount of carbon from fossil fuels used in the energy mix. And it says energy use in rich countries will likely decline due to increasing efficiency, lower growth, and aging populations. But growing populations and new middle classes in the rest of the world will demand more energy. It cautions that governments' ambitious plans to reduce fossil fuel emissions remain just that, plans. John Scott reporting. Lava from a volcano on Spain's Canary Islands has reached the sea after days of wiping out hundreds of homes and forcing the evacuation of thousands of residents. Over the past 10 days, lava has destroyed about 600 buildings. More details at srnnews.com. From Washington, I'm Greg Clugston. Next Reality Studios, located at 1100 North Chicago Avenue in Goshen is your hot community spot for virtual reality. 20,000 square feet of VR fun. Social and community groups can use the Innovation Center for various trainings and events. Very easy to find at the Old Bag Factory. Look them up on Facebook and call ahead to book a time slot. Walk-ins are welcome too. News Nation This Hour, I'm James Sears. The clock is ticking for hundreds of thousands of federal workers at risk of losing their job. If Congress doesn't agree on funding, they'll be furloughed as of midnight tomorrow. That means the government will shut down Friday, but all essential services will keep running. The House votes on the infrastructure bill tomorrow. Meanwhile, congressional Republicans are pointing the finger at Democrats, saying the Dems need to raise the debt ceiling to cover the costs of the infrastructure plan. WGN political analyst Paul Lisnick says that's not how it works. 
People need to understand this whole debt limit ceiling thing has nothing to do with that money. This is about money spent, not about money yet to be spent. So really raising the debt ceiling right now is a reflection of covering the, the money that uh, the, the debt incurred during the Trump administration mm. and the CARES Act in the first part of the Obama administration. But that passed with bipartisan support. Pope Francis is expected to meet with President Biden at the end of next month. It'll be his first official visit to the Vatican since taking office in January. The two leaders first met in 2015 when the Pope attended the World Meeting of Families in Philadelphia. A federal judge is temporarily blocking part of a new Arizona abortion ban just hours before it would have gone into effect. The law would prohibit abortions solely because of a diagnosis of genetic abnormality or other fetal condition. The White House COVID team claims the Pfizer vaccine booster program is off to a strong start. Just over this past weekend, at pharmacies alone, over 400,000 Americans received the additional protection of a booster. COVID coordinator Jeff Zients said another milestone will be reached today, with 200 million Americans having received at least one shot. Nearly one million people are set to get their COVID booster shot in the coming weeks. The side effects are said to be similar to that of the second dose. It's a big day for Britney Spears. A hearing is set for later today to talk about removing her father as conservator and possibly talk about ending the legal guardianship altogether. And what's this year's favorite Halloween candy? According to CandyStore.com, the nation loves Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, followed by Skittles and M&M's. Halloween spending this year is expected to total more than $10 billion. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and on the NewsNationNow app. I'm James Sears. From the Black Information Network, this is the BIM Daily Update. Vanessa Tyler. And I'm Mike Stevens on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. America's first black president with a shovel in his hand breaks ground for the Obama Presidential Center. It will be on his beloved south side of Chicago. My experience in Chicago made me believe in the power of place and the power of people. Those beliefs guided me all the way through my presidency, and they have shaped our vision for the Obama Presidential Center. The president and former First Lady Michelle Obama, along with Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, gathered in historic Jackson Park. The center, which is expected to generate jobs, will be a place to launch the leaders of the future. To me, this doesn't feel so much like building something new. It feels like we're helping to reveal what has always been here. The center, marked by delays, has been six years in the making, is scheduled to open in 2025. Former President Barack Obama is speaking about the Haitian migrant crisis. He says the immigration system is broken. Speaking on Good Morning America, he says he tried to fix it, and now President Biden is trying to do the same. He says it's long overdue, and what we witnessed at the Del Rio border in Texas is heartbreaking. Since getting voting rights legislation through Congress seems impossible, President Biden has asked more than a dozen federal agencies to strengthen voter access, things like encourage voter registration and improve ballot access. The president used National Voter Registration Day to look for ways to fortify voting rights in light of efforts by Republican-led states, which many see as voting roadblocks, especially for the black community. The Pfizer boosters are rolling out and Americans are rolling up their sleeves a third time. Just over this past weekend at pharmacies alone, over 400,000 Americans received the additional protection of a booster. COVID coordinator Jeff Zients adds another milestone will be reached soon, with 200 million Americans having received at least one shot. A booster shot for Moderna and Johnson & Johnson are expected soon. 
Dr. Anthony Fauci says too many Americans remain unvaccinated and risk death. America is still averaging about 1,300 COVID deaths a day. It's legal in many states, so are more people smoking marijuana. A new study says there was no increase in cannabis use among the general population or no increase in previous users just because it is no longer against the law. The study in the Journal of the American Medical Association surveyed more than 800,000 Americans over the age of 12. At this point, 18 states and Washington, D.C. allow the recreational use of pot. And finally, who doesn't love a brunch with its unlimited mimosas, filled omelets, and more? Two best friends from Richmond, Virginia love it so much, they decided to make a business of it. Lillian Jackson and Melissa Mason started Brown Skin Brunchin'. It started from 15 black women to more than 300 eating and networking. They take over entire restaurants. Right now, they are Brown Skin Brunchin' in Las Vegas and Los Angeles, but plan to expand the fun to more places soon. I'm Vanessa Tyler with Mike Stevens on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. This episode is brought to you by Salesforce, the world's number one CRM. With Salesforce Customer 360 and Slack, you have one integrated platform that unites all your teams around a shared view of your customer. To learn more, visit salesforce.com slash customer 360. I'm Mike Stevens. And I'm Vanessa Tyler on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. On one hand, Democrats in Washington seem optimistic about legislation passing this week for a large infrastructure bill and a separate larger spending bill. We are really getting close. The Senate Majority Leader continues to have a conversation with the few senators that are holding up progress. But that's the other part of the story. Black Minnesota Democratic Congresswoman Ilhan Omar is talking with Black CNN anchor Don Lemon about Democratic U.S. Senators Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, whose lack of cooperation with progressive Democrats may sink the ship when it comes to President Joe Biden's agenda. Omar is clearly frustrated with those who are Democrats in name but seem to be more Republican with their ideals. It is saddening to see them use Republican talking points. We obviously didn't envision having Republicans as part of our party. And I hope that they will understand that Democrats need to be united behind the president's agenda. And we need to have urgent conversations on how to get this agenda done. Important votes on the two spending bills are expected this week. What's the best way to educate black kids? Since the pandemic, more black parents homeschool children, a number that's jumped from 3% to 16%. Some of the reasons include safety concerns during the pandemic, and parents say they're doing it to avoid the racism of some teachers and classmates that have been caught on camera during Zoom classes. Many parents also are concerned because some states will not even allow the truth about African-American history to be taught at school. With homeschooling or at schools with Afrocentric curriculums, kids can learn about black intellectuals like Frederick Douglass, W.E.B. Du Bois, and Martin Luther King Jr. Black Philadelphia, Pennsylvania lawmakers are among those speaking out on a ban of books on diversity in some public schools. This includes those about great African-American heroes like Rosa Parks or the so-called hidden figures women behind the NASA space program. Republicans in the state are also pushing to stop critical race theory from being taught. In doing so, they want to join states that include Michigan, Tennessee, Texas, Georgia, North Carolina, Ohio, Kentucky, Florida, and several others that have banned or are trying to ban 
CRT. A well-known white evangelical pastor, familiar to many African Americans, says Jesus has not returned yet because people are not donating money. Pastor Jesse Duplantis suggests Jesus will come back quicker if people give more. Duplantis, a televangelist based in New Orleans, Louisiana, was appearing alongside an even more well-known televangelist, Kenneth Copeland, for a church fundraiser when he claimed God's will was for people to give more money to ministers like himself. After the clip went viral, some called Duplantis a snake oil salesman. Duplantis has been criticized over the years for his use of a private jet. He reportedly says commercial planes are full of demons. I'm Mike Stevens on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. I'm Doug Davis, and here's what's trending on the Black Information Network. A black man loses his skin color because of a prescribed acne medication. Men are not getting college degrees like in the past. And a lawsuit from former Aurora, Colorado officer dismissed in a scandal connected to the death of African-American Elijah McClain. For these stories and more, listen to the Black Information Network on the iHeartRadio app. This episode is brought to you by Saks Fifth Avenue. Fall is about dressing up again. And if you need a refresher course, don't worry. A quick five-minute browse on Saks.com can get you up to speed. You'll easily find what's new from the world's best designers, like Versace and The Row. And if you're looking for fall bags, see what's new from Balenciaga and Amina Muadi. Whatever the new normal looks like this fall, there are fresh new looks for it on Saks.com. That's S-A-K-S dot your money on the Black Information Network. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is talking about raising the nation's debt ceiling as Congress struggles to figure out how exactly to do that. And how we go about it, well, that's legislation. We're balancing one equity or another as to timing and the rest on that. The California Democrat admitted Congress is struggling on the issue as she said timing is among the things under consideration. This is not about future spending. This is about to pay the bills that were incurred Her comments were made hours after Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen sent a letter to Pelosi. Yellen said the new deadline to raise the nation's debt ceiling is October 18th. That's the date she says her department will run out of extraordinary measures to keep the nation from defaulting. One Democratic senator is adamantly opposed to Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell getting another term. Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts blasted Powell during a recent Senate hearing. Your record gives me grave concern. Over and over, you have acted to make our banking system less safe, and that makes you a dangerous man to head up the Fed, and it's why I will oppose your renomination. Money News at 24 and 54 minutes past each hour. I'm Julius White on the Black Information Network. Honorary Forest Ranger Betty White here, lending a hand to my dear friend Smokey Bear. Because for years, he's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But there's a lot more to say. Like if you park your car on tall, dry grass, the hot exhaust pipe can start a wildfire. So keep the animals safe, especially the cute shirtless one. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Download the BIN Daily Update every morning on the iHeartRadio app.
Welcome to 2021 Talks, where we're following our democracy in historic times. We all watched with alarm the images of Afghans rushing the runway in our aircraft. We all remember the scenes of confusion outside the airport. But within 48 hours, our troops restored order and process began to take hold. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin talking about the Afghanistan withdrawal. Top military officials testified for the first time Tuesday on the removal of troops from that country. The generals said they previously recommended keeping about 2,500 U.S. troops on the ground there, contradicting President Joe Biden's earlier statement that no one had advised him against a complete troop pullout. California has made mail-in ballots a permanent option for all registered voters. Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill earlier this week that makes California the eighth state, with a law requiring every voter to be mailed a ballot. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is warning congressional leaders that lawmakers have until October 18th to raise or suspend the debt limit. At that point, we expect Treasury would be left with very limited resources that would be depleted quickly. America would default for the first time in history. She added that without action, the default would likely trigger a recession. But Republican leaders, including Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, continue to push back, rejecting Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's request for a vote to suspend the debt limit. The debt ceiling they're going to have to raise on their own is about the future and not the past. In Texas, lawmakers have released a proposed congressional map that reduces the number of districts with majority Black and Hispanic voters, while increasing the number of districts where Donald Trump would have had a majority of votes over Biden in 2020. Texas's current 36-seat congressional delegation includes 23 Republicans and 13 Democrats. Under the new map, Texas will have 38 congressional seats and 40 electoral votes. An Arizona judge has ruled that state's ban on public school mass mandates is unconstitutional. A group of lawmakers, including Arizona State Senator Kelly Townsend, had pushed for the legislation prohibiting both mask and vaccine mandates, which was scheduled to go into effect today. It's no longer about a virus and health. This is about rule of law and what that means to the people of Arizona. The Cherokee Nation in Oklahoma has reached a $75 million opioid settlement with three of the nation's largest drug distributors, the first deal of its kind with a tribal government in the country. Cherokee Nation Principal Chief Chuck Hoskin Jr. said the opioid crisis has disproportionately affected people living on tribal lands. I'm Nadia Ramlagan for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.com. Hi, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church, and welcome to Happy and Whole in Him. 19th century artist William Holman Hunt has a famous painting entitled The Light of the World. You may have seen it. It shows Jesus holding a light, standing on a dark street, knocking on a door. He's waiting for the resident to open the door. It's actually based on Revelation 3.20, where Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. And Hunt is showing how the individual must open the door of his heart and let Jesus in. Well, the Apostle James paints a slightly different picture of Jesus standing at the door. Jesus is no homeless transient hoping that someone will respond and open the door. James is warning believers that Jesus is about to arrive as the judge. So his servants need to establish their hearts in expectation of his soon return. 
The apostle writes in James chapter 5, verses 7 to 9, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains? You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. You may be asking, Joel, what is James doing here? First, he told us to be patient like the farmer. And now he says, hey, quit grumbling. These instructions may seem random. What's the connection here between patience and grumbling against one another? Well, from the very start of this letter, James has been teaching us how to live faithfully in all the trials that we face in life. And one of the things James keeps highlighting is a tendency we have to open our mouths and cause harm. When we're discontent with circumstances God has placed us in, we tend to take out our frustration on those made in God's image. You know this to be true. What happens when someone cuts you off in traffic? Well, your immediate reaction is often to lash out with your words, even if that person can't hear us. Well, sadly, this can happen between Christian brothers and sisters, between folks who should be near and dear to one another's hearts. We, instead of locating the problem in our own hearts, we tend to point the finger at others as though they alone are the source of all the troubles. We actually may find ourselves reciting a little poem like this. To walk above with the saints we love, that will indeed be glory. To walk below with the saints we know, well, that's another story. That's kind of funny, but, but here's the thing. We may, in fact, we will struggle with our sisters and brothers in the Lord, but we cannot grumble, speak ill publicly against them. Why not, Joel? Well, James offers you real incentive here so that you will not be judged. Remember, Jesus said, Judge not, lest you also be judged, Matthew 7, 1. James is sharpening this to say, Grumble not, lest you be judged. To grumble against another person is to judge them. And James is right. Think about it. The moment you open your mouth and start to speak ill against another person, it indicates that in your heart you've passed judgment on them. Otherwise, you would actually go up to that brother or sister and talk to them instead of talking about them. The reason you don't is because you're convinced it will do you no good. So you decide instead the best thing is to ruin their reputation in the eyes of others. David Pallison notes that we become self-appointed prosecutors, judges, juries, and executioners. We pass sentence every time we grumble and the other person is given no opportunity to make a defense. Sadly, it may be that more churches have been destroyed by the grumblings of people than the heresies. Because grumbling is a sickness and it can spread quickly and soon there are cliques that form. And do you know what the biggest problem is in these churches? They have forgotten that the judge, the true judge who sees all, King Jesus is standing at the door. Do you believe that? Are you living your life in expectation that Christ is about to step through the door and bring in eternity? You know that when we are in eternity, we're going to look back and see our earthly perspective was all wrong. The days and the trials that seem so long and hard will not be when you've been in glory for 10,000 years and it's only just begun. James wants us to be patiently establishing our hearts 
by remembering that Jesus is right at the door. He wants our watches to be synchronized with the eternal, not the temporal, because then our words will reflect the reality of our hearts, which are at peace. You see, when our hearts recognize that Jesus is standing at the door and he hears everything that we have to say, we won't want to speak evil of our brothers and sisters. So let's keep that picture before us when the trials come. And as we learn to live our whole lives in the presence of the Lord Jesus and in the fellowship of those in whom his majesty is pleased to dwell, then we will live the sort of transformed lives that bring the eternal into our temporal world. My friend, remember who you are and who you belong to. Mm -hmm.